0: What's up guys? This is another episode of the Entrepreneur Enthusiast. I'm excited about this episode. I got Leslie and Leanne here from 1010 Wines. We're just getting over the hump of their one year anniversary. And I'm I'm happy to see you guys on the podcast because you guys are LA natives. You guys were open able to open a business in LA, and that's really hard to do. Um, and you guys just went into it. So to 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 kind of go back, uh, why why? How did you guys start? wine because you were in event planning I'm not sure what you were doing before again but why wine? whole
1: ass attorney.
0: <laughs> yeah so, so why wine? Why, why?
1: I mean we tell people this all the time like we just that's what we kind of bonded our relationship in adulthood mm-hmm. I would say so when I was in law school that's when I got into wine and you know I was telling Leslie like hey try this let's do this let's go here let's go to this winery Mm. let's check out Napa let's go here all that and so that's what we did with our family and friends And and I was like I I like this so it was just like let's do a wine bar because it's really what brought us together as sisters and what we do like with friends and family so that's that's a wine bar
0: And you said something, it it brought you guys closer. Did you have that relationship before, or was it the wine that kind of set that bar?
2: we've always been really close Um, we're only two years apart so we're really close in that aspect but um, you know I went to school in Arizona and Leanne went to school um, in California and then she ended up moving to Arizona so that was really like our way of bonding like when we became adults because we didn't we weren't living in the same household we weren't living in the same city so we would meet each other in different wine regions and Leanne would introduce me to different wines and that was the conversations we would have on the phone or um, I was gonna say for Zoom but Zoom things like yeah. over FaceTime yeah. Uh, yeah. when we were getting into
1: wine
0: did you guys like like battle who's like palette it's like oh I got this bottle oh, I got this bottle like, oh, I got this bottle
1: I'm not gonna lie Leslie's palette was way more advanced than mine but mm. I think since I've uh, elevated yeah
2: right. now Leanne runs Supreme but um, I always try to take things to another level so I'm always like oh we're trying this let's see who's doing it better let's Right? See who, who's yeah. doing it more
0: expensive <laughs> it, it's, it's interesting uh, growing up in in LA and in, in the parts of LA we grew up in and still being affluent and being exposed to things like, right? and when you first are exposed to things it's like oh you are doing what the white people do right, 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 right. Right. right, so in a space where you guys are two african-american women uh, how have you guys been able to transition and adapt to this new space
2: yeah. So, I mean, it was important for us when we came into the wine space to see what other black people were doing in this space. Yeah. And so people always say, Oh, you have the largest selection of black owned wines in the state of California. Yeah. And, um, It was intentional, yes, but it also was just us bringing the wines that we drink at home to the people of our community. Um, So when we were growing up, our parents instilled in us the importance of supporting small businesses, Black-owned businesses. And so, like I said, when we got into wine, we wanted to see what Black people were doing in this space. And what we realized is that Black people, our Black-owned wine companies, make up less than 1% of the wine companies in the United States. And so it was important for us to highlight these brands in... Our space because one, those were the wines that we were drinking at home, and then two, they weren't in other local businesses um, around where we're where where we're located.
0: I'm a a huge foodie. I'm a huge foodie. You guys know I I literally eat everywhere. (laughs) We can go. My daughter is like, uh, she loves to eat out, loves to eat meals. So I, I can't wait to take her there one day, like, and explore the food scene. So. When you guys are traveling now, are you guys making connections with other wineries, other restaurants? How, how are those conversations now that you guys are business owners in, in this space?
2: Yeah, it's kind of cool because, you know, now the restaurants that we go to, even more so we're intentional about the places that we go. So yeah. when we travel, we try to seek out black-owned wine mm-hmm. uh, or black-owned uh, restaurants we try to go to exactly go to restaurants that are serving the wines yep. that we serve at 1010 um, so a lot of times there's already that connection there because even though we may have not met in person we follow each other on Instagram or we're a part of different uh, networking groups or something like that so you know we just came back from Aspen for the food and wine festival a couple months ago and you know we went to a black owned restaurant and they were serving black owned wines mm. and so that was really cool because it kind of felt like we we were you know, at 1010, yeah. but in Aspen, yeah. Colorado. I mean, her food is actually better than ours, yeah. but. <laughs> she doing over there? Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of cool. Um, and that's something that we are pretty intentional about when we travel.
0: It's, it's different when you travel with purpose. I remember that was always my goal to just travel and grow my business and you're having different conversations you're meeting different people and you're you're expanding you know different places and I love that about being able to travel and being black because you're able to make those connections with individuals who have you guys been able to connect with in in this space that you got that, that has really helped Propel you to the next level Like I would say In a mentor type space You know Who's been able to To propel you guys To get to that level
2: So I'll say two people, and I know Leanne will have another person. But um, early on, we made a relationship with Cassandra, who owns uh, SIP Wine and Beer, which is in Mm -hmm. Escondido, California, which is right outside of San Diego. Um, And she has a similar concept to us. She really focuses on um, highlighting Black-owned wines, woman-owned brands, LGBTQ plus-owned brands, and other uh, people of color. And so when we went to her wine bar, she really kind of showed us the ropes and really explained to us not only uh, you know, like how to do the business, but why, like, the storytelling behind the wines are super important, which we knew, but it just kind of intuitively, but to see it in action was super important for us. Um, and from there, we were able to. <clears throat> gain a relationship with the McBride sisters who have the largest black owned wine company in the country and they have been mentors to us they've been friends to us and they've really been supporting us uh, and making sure not only are there wines in our space but anytime we need something to kind of you know pump up our our brand they're right behind us and saying like have you been to 1010 have you heard of 1010 and I know you know on the spectrum like they have uh, deals with Target and Kroger yeah. and um, Trader wine. Joe's and Total Wine. So small, little Tintin Wine in Englewood, California, is probably not on their radar. But they make yeah. sure that we feel like they
1: are.
0: No, it's good to have that support. Yeah, and, and, and as far as the, I, I can imagine it's a huge workload mm-hmm. um, being able to do this. And with the dynamic of being sisters. The dynamic of being business partners can be hard at times too because you have to go at a certain pace. I always, always relate things to, to sports, but like even in basketball, like you're on the point guard's pace. Everyone else is kind of going in. And sometimes somebody's going full speed, and sometimes you're going to half speed. How do you guys manage the communication in that relationship so it stays?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, it's trial and error. <laughs> what, what I appreciate is that we both know what we're good at and we trust each other enough so that each person can do what they need to do in our business and so we do a lot of events leslie's an event planner boom People ask me about events, I'm like, Like, that's not my lane. I don't try to learn anything about it, do anything with it. I'm like, hey, she knows what she's doing. I trust her. Here, here you go. Um, And for the wine, like Leslie said, I I curated the menu. So when people are trying to bring new wines in or do tastings or things like that, just talk to me. So I think we've done a very good job of learning each other's strengths. And then on top of that, trusting each other to be like, okay, you are going to do all these things. I'm going to do all these things. And I think most recently, we just started to carve out time to say, okay, we're going to talk about business for this long, and then we're going to go and, like, have sister time and not discuss yeah. anything like business, business, you know, so. I mean, yeah. it's
0: hard for me to do with my wife. Man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's yeah. very difficult. I'm, I'm, I'm the one that's always full on that pace, you know, just right. always ready to go. But, yeah, you got to be able to separate it and kind of, segmented off in the space and so you know to that point you said something about roles like in a real true entrepreneurs know like no you have to know your role if i'm not good at this you got it right <laughs> like yeah i won't even speak on it like it's certain things that you do and i think that's the the first phase of being entrepreneur is the humility of saying you know what let's find some help you know to do this so beyond then you guys together then how do you guys figure out who you're going to work with who you're going to hire because i'm sure you guys vibe with different people sometimes
2: yeah so I mean the good thing about it is our team are all people that we've known for a very long time so the person who manages our social media and our marketing um, she was my college roommate Uh, the person who is like right under me with our events um, we've known her family for a really long time the person who's our general manager we went to middle school with so we have people in place that we really trust and now we are just giving them more and more responsibility so that we can grow the business from a higher level and they can kind of Execute those things um, on the ground so that we can, like I said, move on and, and do some other and things. You see what happens
0: when you give the community money? <laughs> it the community. There's, yes. There's a lot of people that are like that that like, want to keep in the community, but it, it's hard to because you, know, you get priced out of here, you get overwhelmed. But like with the support of the community, you can really keep it in the community. Did So you, I know you went to law school. Did, cool. you, did you go to business school? I didn't. No. So your event planning was your business? school and exactly. this is your business school yeah
1: exactly okay
0: okay and, and so what, what's one thing Lynn do you feel like you've learned in this process that you're like wow yes if I feel like you're loving entrepreneurship you're wearing that yeah. very well
1: I thank you I think patience has been the number one thing yeah um, you have to you have to be patient and you have to be able to have conversations with yeah. people so um, I not really the person to be very direct and you know like you know the hard ass but it's like yeah when it comes to an investment it's like yeah we we need to talk about some things yeah. so yeah. Um, those are two things I've learned is just being patient and really being able to be direct and and tell people like hey this isn't working for us let's go into this direction and um yeah that, that's been my two things for sure. What
0: about you?
2: Um, I would just say not biting biting off more than you can chew, too. So explain I think explain that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you know when we started our business, we had all of these things that we wanted to do. We knew we wanted to do happy hour. We mm-hmm. knew we wanted to have brunch. We knew we wanted to do offsite events. We knew we wanted to do catering. We knew that we wanted to host big brands in our mm-hmm. space. But um, we gradually added those things to um, our business. Yeah. Because if we went out doing all of those things day one, we wouldn't have been successful. So when we opened, we had a very limited menu for food and wine, and we had a very limited staff. And we were like, let's manage this team, let's manage what's in our hands, let's manage with what we have. Also with after building out the space, we didn't want to put ourselves in a position to where we were over committing our finances when we didn't know how the business would run, we didn't know how much money we would make, all those things. So we were very conservative when we started off. And then as the months went by, we were like, oh, okay, we know that we can add happy hour and our chefs will be able to handle it. We know that we can add brunch and we'll be able to handle it. We know that we can at off-site events and we know we'd be able to handle it. We have a little bit more money, so we know that we can extend our inventory and we've been, we we would be able to handle it. Yeah. So I always tell entrepreneurs when they ask me what is like the, the best piece of advice I can give them, you might have these big dreams, you might have like your goals for one year out and five year out, five years out and 10 years out, but I always tell them like Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So just start with small, start with what you have in your hands and then progressively add and grow in, your business.
0: In, in my space, I get a lot of people that have these grand business ideas and the ideas and they want to come and build a website and they say i want this page and this page and that page i'm like you don't even have the content right for right exactly,
1: exactly. And they don't
0: see that they're seeing like oh i want my site to look just like tim ten wine so yeah, i'm like yeah you're not doing what they're doing so right, you can't right. have your site look like that right and it, I think when you're starting a business You think you have to be perfect And grand but As you guys said you just start In a smaller space And expand on that space And that takes a few like, Discipline to be able to do that Where, where did you get that from like, How did, did you learn that from your event planning, uh, Marketing school
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that, and I think also just like our parents. So they told us that everything that we do needs to be in excellence. So it doesn't matter if you are, um, you know, creating a school project or if you're opening up a business, no matter what you do you need to do it in excellence and so it's hard to do something in excellence when you're overextended, mm-hmm. so we knew that we had to start small and perfect that, do that in excellence and then move on and add things so that we can also do that in excellence, so even like on our way, on my way here I was talking to my dad and he he brings that up all the time and that's just yeah. like a constant reminder to me like, do things in excellence do things in excellence, and so yeah, I think we do that across all of our brands. Uh, but even more so in the wine bar because you have so many connections with people you're constantly interacting with not only guests but your vendors and you want to make sure that they're having the best experience and although you can't control everybody but you know that you can do your best and if you're operating in excellence and somebody doesn't like the food or somebody doesn't like the wine then there's nothing you can do about it but you served it the proper way. I got the
0: amazing box from you guys. Thank you. Glad Um, you liked it. (laughs) Yeah, I really did like that box. Uh, My favorite part was it was the uh the bottle opener. Yeah, so, yeah. I, 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 I go camping. I go to the beach with my family. So like, it kind of was the perfect box. Uh, I'm gonna give it to my daughter because um, she's gonna like she's, she's gonna like it. She's nine, but she still has like her little sodas and stuff like right, 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 right. It says
2: ten ten wine on yes, it, so not
0: <laughs> soda water. Um, she doesn't drink soda or wine. She, <laughs> she drinks water. is water's in there, but we can take it in 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 luggage alone. Um, I like the I got the Dwayne Wayne wide in there
1: yeah
0: um does you know you can cross them over <laughs> You, if he doesn't know, you should tell him that. You gotta be like, yo, bro, I can cross you
1: over. I'm like, let me lace up right here I got you. Yeah,
2: yeah, We're actually right. doing an event with him in a couple of weeks, so we yeah. should tell him. You gotta,
1: tell
0: him that. you gotta say You gotta, you gotta tell him. Look, one on one, one shot, one <laughs> shot. That's yeah. all I need. That's all you need. You know, for a bottle of one. You know, that's not. You know, that's not bad. I'm, and I'm, I'm excited to, to dive in that bottle. I have. I started my wine journey in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I went to um, because when the pandemic happened, the only hotels that were open were at wineries mm-hmm. um, nice. in Paso Robles, and um, I, I I stayed um, before Napa. I stayed in um, the place is called uh, I gotta get the name. It's a ranch, but it, it burned down. But I was in Napa. Um, it was really nice calistoga ranch oh,
1: Okay, in yeah,
0: but it was really nice, um expensive too but uh, it, <laughs> it really me, but it was really nice um, and I started learning those things, and like I always go back to like where we're from, all these things are new to me, so I enjoy them so much because these are like new things to me, so I like get excited like so I still don't know what I'm doing you know? so <laughs> if someone was getting into wine and, and had like zero palate like almost like a, a, a disrespecting palate like how would they introduce what's the big vino like I'm, I'm not yeah. there. I'm not there
1: I'm <laughs> not
0: there no offense to anybody you know, I'm not there but like what, how would you say introduce yourself to the right wine
1: I think it comes down to um Getting outside of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. because I think that wine can be intimidating. So, you know, you may not want to order that thing on the menu because you don't know how to pronounce it, or maybe you don't want to go into a wine shop and ask. What's a good wine to have? Because then they're going to start talking to you about things and using terms that you don't know, and so you just have to get outside your comfort zone and look at them and say, "Hey, this is the one I want," and point to it, or you know, say, "Hey, I may not know these terms right now, but you know, thank you. I'm going to try this one." And really, it really is
0: just by trial and error. I used to get intimidated because when I was younger uh i was i was doing marketing for like a lot of football players NFL players and we would go like to these expensive restaurants and like i'm the guy that ordered like chicken fingers right and then i had to like stop and then i would start ordering burgers right then i had to stop and i was like okay let me explore the menu like right, right. that's kind of easy and I, like i'm not gonna lie i was embarrassed when i when i realized like come on bro you gotta order one chicken fingers <laughs> y'all like i was embarrassed so, when it comes to pairing your wine then how do you go and, you know, do that based on the restaurants that you're going yeah. to and places you're going to? I,
2: I mean there's a go ahead. I mean I think there's a lot of wines and foods that have to like just very traditional pairings. Yeah. And you can find that through Google or books like Wine Folly who mm-hmm. give you like examples of what that looks like. But Also, like Leanne was saying, it's just kind of getting over that fear and asking questions. Mm -hmm. I still go to restaurants and wine bars, and I'm like, "Um, I am getting the sea bass. What on your wine menu Mm -hmm. do you think will pair with that? And then from there the waiter or the sommelier or the bartender will get very excited and want to speak to you about the wines that they carry because even though you might be versed in wine there may be wine companies or wine regions that you may have never heard of and so i think it's kind of getting out of that fear of you know feeling stupid or feeling like you're asking a dumb question and just going and saying hey what what would you pair with this and honestly like that gets me more excited than somebody just ordering something off the menu and acting like they know something because yeah, I yeah. prefer to be like oh well actually you can pair three things with it and let me bring you over a tasting and this is yeah. from you know this region and this is from whatever region and so I think it's just feeling more comfortable which I, it's kind of hard yeah. in adulthood to like not feel silly asking questions yeah, I no but
0: shame. yeah I'm, exactly. I'm always like I always ask the waiter waiters like, like what do you, you like exactly. what, what do you think I should do with this exactly they, they kind of either want to sell you the best thing or they Actually, like, oh no, this is good or this is not. Right. Like, they actually like that, so that's kind of that's interesting that you that you say that for so the person get into it. Like, just don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid. Same, yeah. same thing with business. Like, don't be afraid to just start. You know, right. don't don't be afraid to to get into it. And so. We we, we, we we discussed a, a lot of you guys' challenges um, that you went through. What are some of the, the joy moments that you guys have had in this place? Especially to hit a year, it's like, wow, I'm pretty sure it went faster than the year <laughs> okay. went. It's like, all snap, it's a whole year, like, what we us right. do this. But, like, how does it feel, how does that really feel for you guys to say this is what I'm I'm doing? I,
1: was just, I don't think we open opened with the expectation that we would get the amount of spo- exposure that we have gotten um, so for me I think that's been kind of like the aha moment of like yeah. wow this is, this is pretty cool because we really just came with our dream, our vision and so to execute that and be recognized for it is something that we are truly grateful for and like I said didn't necessarily expect so yeah. That's really what, you know, I think it's been overall, like, you know, the, the shining moment of, of 1010. And to be able to make it a year through the pandemic and, you know, just restaurants in general, yeah. uh, it's, it's a big deal for us. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, people always ask us, like, what is our most proud moment? For me, it's the the black-owned wine brands that we support. Yeah. Um, And so we always tell people by supporting our business or patronizing our business, you're supporting and patronizing dozens of other black-owned businesses. So anytime we can bring new black-owned businesses onto our menu, anytime we can, or when vendors tell us, like, hey, like, y'all are our biggest client. Like, we just, you know, we were producing this many cases before, but this year we're going to produce this many cases because of the business that you're giving us that's a huge deal for us because it was never our intent to just you know be successful ourselves we wanted to expose our community and actually the world to these to these brands that not everybody was partaking in so the fact that we're able to do that and people recognize that that's what we're doing I think
0: that's pretty cool do you guys have bigger dreams absolutely
2: Yeah, I mean there's definitely things that we want to do. Um, Where do you want to take 1010? Obviously we want to open up another location, um, you know, and not just in California we're looking to take it to other places, Um, but we also want to be um, like the the spokesperson or the um, maybe go-to the go-to people
0: because it doesn't seem like the motivation is monetary.
2: No, Um, no.
0: (laughs) I, I face that in my business where my motivation is the work is right, right creating the work is not the money like I don't need to make more money like yeah. I just want to have more fun and be able to like you get create jobs create opportunities and things like that so I'm always curious because once you get to that level of entrepreneurship a true entrepreneur is giving jobs mm-hmm. m- providing jobs You're like, mm-hmm. you guys are taking care of people's families putting food on tables
2: yeah I mean and that's something that like like I, that like brings us the most joy like yeah. you said it's really not about the money and thankfully Tintin has been able to you know give us the resources to take care of ourselves Yeah. Um, but it's not where we're looking to you know we didn't start this business to make a ton of money yeah. honestly one of our mentors said you're not going to make a lot of money <laughs> so <laughs> we yeah. kind of you know suspected that going into it yeah. but it really is just building these 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 wine other yeah. wine brands up and honestly like our goal is you know mm-hmm. right now You know, black owned wine companies make up one percent of the wine companies in the country if by the time we're done with this it's up to five or seven or eight or ten percent and we had a little bit of impact on that that's huge for us and that's really why we are doing it and why there's wines that maybe no other place in the city will carry but we'll carry it because we want that exposure we want them to get that exposure
0: yeah that's across the board we have to have that yeah Um, it's important to have representation like for those little girls to come inside and see you guys, right? right? oh, you own this, mm-hmm. so, like, this is you, right? mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, those are things. And, and I hope you guys continue to get the word out for this because you, what you guys are doing is amazing. I'm happy for you guys. Like, Thank you. I understand entrepreneurship is hard, um, and, and and it doesn't stop, and it's very time-consuming. Um, so I, I definitely get that, and I, I always tip off the hat to my full-time entrepreneurs because you never know what challenges you're going to face and things are going to occur, and, like I said, you're you're supporting families are feeling from balance you're impacting people in communities so many things you guys are doing so where can people find you guys
2: yeah, so you can follow us on Instagram at 1010wineandevents, mm-hmm. 1010, Wine and events, uh, 1010 Wine and events, all spelled out, um, and we are very intentional about updating you on all the events that we have going on, mm-hmm. um, all of the different specials that we have, so we have a lot of events Wednesday through Sunday is when we're open, and we have something going on every night of the week, so make sure yeah. you check us out there. Um, our website has all of our events as well, um, and if you subscribe on our website and sign up for our mailing list, then you'll get weekly emails about what we're doing and then you also get um some freebies too so
0: need that need that anything you guys want to tell the audience before you guys
1: leave uh we're just grateful for all the support and for you having us here and um yeah we just we just want to continue to to grow the wine community and um really just make an impact that is beneficial for the people that um really started this before us like the wine brands that yeah. came before us so i'm really grateful to be here for my sister and for 1010 so yeah thank you
0: nice this guy's this is another episode of the entrepreneur enthusiast i have leslie end here from 1010 wines this episode was sponsored by Affluent solution proud marketing tool to help you drive your entrepreneurship goals and keep everything all in one platform. I messed that up with my, uh, been talking a lot today, but it's cool with my platform, I can say what I want to say, you know? <laughs>
1: thank you guys
0: for coming. <laughs>